0: One, two, three, the long Welcome back to another Lawn Feed podcast. My name is Ope, your host this evening, afternoon, morning, wherever you are. Uh, Thank you for listening in. And alongside me, as always, is Andrew with the DadBot Lawn and Vince with Rooted Lawn Co. What's up, gentlemen? How are we? Very well. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to another awesome episode today. It is getting hot outside. I don't know about you guys, but it is steamy, it is humid, and it is hot. So we are going to be talking about summer lawn tips. But first, uh, be sure to go check out our website after this episode for premium lawn tees, shirts, and apparel, and other apparel uh, that will even give you a discount towards the end of the show to sweeten that deal for you and almost guarantee you that you will get out of your summer without any stress going on into your lawn. It's about a 97% guarantee. Read the fine Mm. print. Very Mm. fine. Very, very fine print. But you will look good doing it and you will feel more confident in your lawn in the process. So, gentlemen, today we are talking about summer lawn tips. But before we get there, we have to talk about some dad W's and L's.
1: Yeah, so as you guys know, we always do these W's and L's for the dad, which is just a win and a loss for fatherhood or parenthood in general. Uh, this, pod, this portion of the podcast is brought to you by Forefathers, and they are a polo company elevating the dad apparel for the DIY dad and the OG of that Turf Dad polo, and also the new Turf Stripes polo that Vince is rocking tonight with mm-hmm. the zero turn on there. Uh, very good. comfortable, very, very nice polos. Uh, if you are interested in those, you can use code the lawn feed for 20% off your entire order at shopforefathers.com. Now, Chris, we're going to throw it back to you tonight for the W's and L's. What do you got for us? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, so,
0: well, I shouldn't say a few, just a couple. You only get um, one and two.
2: So. I know, I <laughs> yeah. know.
0: So, we just got done with kindergarten. Uh, that was a big, I guess, milestone for anyone who's got, like, that age kid. Um, we got through the first year of, like, quote-unquote, real school. Um, but in the middle... School, yeah, that counts, <laughs> right? We're, we're there. You know, right. but from, like, the the... It, the W and L is kind of like wrapped into the same thing. And all has to do with like confidence, right? Um, kids, like as adults, we just know how to handle situations a little bit differently, obviously, than a kid does, right? We've seen more, we have more life experience. We've been through things and we can also handle new experiences and like get through them. Okay. Even though they like, we don't really want to, we don't know what's going to happen. It might be awkward. We don't know anybody, but like we can get through it. As was like six year old that's brand new. And my, my oldest, he's six and a half and struggles with like anything that he does the first time melt, like meltdown. He freezes, just doesn't know what to do. And it's something that we've been working on for probably about the last like two and a half years, right? It's just this ongoing thing and wants to get through stuff. He truly does want to get through it. Doesn't really know how. And he has gotten into soccer and it's a new like season of soccer in the summertime, so we just kind of kicked off with that, and all of a no sudden he's intended. not on like, yeah, no pun intended, but he he's <laughs> not on like a team anymore. It's a development camp, so it's Ooh. like a a tweener camp, if you would, right. where he doesn't really know anybody. So like routine has changed. So we get to soccer as a sport he loves, like super confident in that he's super athletic, super good for his age. Um, he should feel confident about it, but it's new, new people, Mm -hmm. new coach, new everything freaks out, starts, starts just bawling. Right. So we got to say, Oh man, we didn't, we didn't get through that. Okay. So we kind of like walk through it. We kind of go through everything for the second week and you know, okay, what, what can we work towards? Let's, let's create two goals, right? Okay. So I want to, I want to not cry when I get there. Um, I want to, so goal number one, I want to try to steal a ball from someone. And I want to score a goal. Um, so the win here is uh, like, we, we made it an incentive, like it completely spend it on the positive. It's not like, Hey, don't cry. It's if we get through this, let's go out and get ice cream afterwards. And not only did he not cry, he went in there completely confident, just like he did with his old team and old, you know, coach and all of those things he stole a bunch of balls from people he scored two goals in one game um and then they had two consecutive games after that and he scored in each one so it's like that was super fun to watch him just like realize like okay i can do something new um and 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 still get through it even though it's something that 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 i like so that was really really cool um and it's been a success pretty much pretty much ever since then the l is also the same thing he started like school just got done up here and he started his like summer camp or like like club care or whatever it is at his school same teachers same friends same everything meltdown day one because it's new (laughs) right so we're like kind of we're at like day three of that right now and it's like we're just going through it so it's not really like a super fat L it's just like, man, it just, it humbles you as an adult. Like we get through situations that kids like just don't know how to get through on a daily basis. And then we just like look at those, those a little bit differently. So it's, it's humbling as a parent. Um, it, it brings you back to like what was I like as a six-year-old? What was I like as a kindergartner? It's man, I <laughs> don't want to know. <laughs> I, I probably don't. My mom's, you know, she'll probably listen to this and say like, "Oh my gosh, you were just a head <clears throat> case. But, um, yeah, that's that's that. But I'm sure I'm, I'm almost positive there's there's parents out there that are relating to that, no doubt. But 100. Um, en- enough of that. We've got obviously a whole different you know, array of topics to talk about. Uh, the A-list topic today is summer lawn tips. Uh, we'll be going through a couple of different topics that that are, you know, people bring up to us. Um, Vince, why don't you hit us with, you know, some things with mowing. What, what What do people need to know a little bit about mowing in the summer and some considerations that they should think of?
2: Yeah, so just like we have wins and losses with parenting, uh, mowing can be a win or loss depending on how you do it. So uh, we've talked about this many times. We're not going to go through it again. Um, But if you don't know already what the one-third rule is. One-third roll or rule? One-third roll. Am I pronouncing it wrong? Is it rule or roll? So the Wrong. one, <laughs> the one-third rule, um, so basically you don't want to be cutting off more than one-third of your grass blade because you're doing that too much. It's going to increase your thatch layers, cause more issues down the road, so just don't do that. Um, again, we harp on this all the time, almost every episode, so just don't do that, y'all. Uh, and then also during prolonged periods of drought. So I've been in a drought for a month and a half now, actually since last well, Last year, I feel like our, our rain, club. yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like our rain's just not, we're just not getting enough rain, didn't get snow. So, you know, we're coming to the spring in a drought and uh, summer kind of hit us quick. And when you, normally when you see your lawn getting high, you're like, okay, I need to go mow it. But if you're looking at the weather ahead and it says, you know, it's not going to rain for the next two weeks, three weeks, and it's going to be hot, you know, you don't want to go out there and go mow your lawn. Let it get a little straggly, let it get a little, you know, maybe not so pretty as you like to usually keep it, but your, your lawn's going to thank you for that. Um, cutting lawn when you're in a drought uh, will promote more stress, um, which will actually can help uh, increase the amount of drought symptoms that your lawn's having and increase the disease susceptibility. Um, so it's really not a good thing to do. So just try and wait it out. Um, and not mow during long periods of drought. Um, if you are mowing, um, say you have some rain and you're able to mow, uh, try and do it in the cooler parts of the day. So we're talking about mornings. We're talking about late evenings. I know morning mows are not uh, necessarily the best time for most people. We're going to work, but if you can uh, do it on a Saturday, like a Saturday morning, you know, we have a Saturday morning mow club. So around 8am fire up the old gasser or pop the battery in. Wake up your neighbors and start mowing, and you can do it in style. If you go over to our website, thelawncare.com, we have a Saturday morning mow club T-shirt. So you know you can just rub it into your neighbor and say, "Look, I'm part of a Mo- I'm part of a mow club. So, what are you part of?" I and think you, the
0: eight a, I think I was about to say I think the eight a.m. thing is good, but I think that's too late. I think you got to fire that bad boy up <laughs>
1: around five, six a.m. and yeah. just get let the let warm neighborhood going. That's like right? the stereotype, Dad. We, we're we're the millennial dads. We like to sleep in a little. Let's be honest, right? Yeah, we, we like our coffee melatonin. to brew. You need some coffee in your system before you get out there, and then you got to run in halfway through because <laughs> you got to run to the bathroom. But you know, speaking
0: speaking of giving yourself a jolt, but you know, let's talk about giving your lawn a jolt there you go. Uh, Let's talk fertilizer. Andrew, what are some considerations people should know about with fertilizer in the summer?
1: Yeah, you know, summertime for cool season lawns, um, it's really not your growing season. Your lawn isn't actively growing as much as it is in the spring and in the fall because it just doesn't like those hot temperatures. And like you guys have already talked about, we have all experienced some sort of like early stages of drought so far. And I feel like all of our lawns are already in like starving for water and I have gotten so many questions from friends and family over the last couple of weeks because like temperatures have finally dipped down and they're like hey can I fertilize and I'm just like well what does your lawn look like because a lot of these lawns just just crispy mm-hmm. like if your lawn is not getting water if you haven't watered it um, heavy and kept it green um, you really want to stay away from a lot of nitrogen you don't want to be going down heavy with the nitrogen if your lawn is brown, don't throw down. I think that's something we've said in the past. Did you just so. make that up? No, I think we've said that in a prior episode. I like it. Yeah, I made that up. Let's just go with that. It sounds better. Yeah, good job, but, man. Uh, yeah, thank you. So no no heavy doses of, of nitrogen. Uh, if you can find uh, lower nitrogen granulars, this is the time to also throw down like your malorganites, right? Like your, your uh, natural fertilizers, because they need heat to actually... You know break down and do their thing and they're a lot lower in the nitrogen too and some of those are slow release as well so those are good options if you are a natural guy but uh there is something called spoon feeding Um, all you dads out there um, or moms whoever's listening you're probably familiar with transitioning from like milk and formula to like baby food that you put on a spoon and you stick in your baby's mouth right you're like you know it's not just like you're shoveling in as fast as you can it's just one little one little tip of a spoon at a time. And that's essentially what spoon feeding is. And these are really great with, uh, using liquid products, like simple lawn solutions. For example, you can use a hose end sprayer. You can use a backpack sprayer if you're comfortable with that. Uh, but hitting it with an application of that every few weeks, uh, the the number or the the amount of nitrogen you're putting down per application is like so significantly low, even at the recommended rates. I think we've calculated it out before and it's like below two tons of a Pound, yeah, of nitrogen, it's like right? Per 0.1 to 0. 0.3 max, yeah, so, I think. So, if you think about it, if you throw down a full bag of like a store-bought fertilizer that's like a 29, you know, zero four or something like that, and you put that down at the rate, you're going to put down almost a, like eight tenths of a pound. So, like, it takes you like eight applications of this stuff to equal one of those. So, but what it's going to do is the liquid, especially, is going to give you a quick green-up. It's going to look really nice, and it's also not going to push a lot of top growth. Um, when your grass doesn't want to. So um, bust out the backpack sprayer every few weeks, you know, after the kids go to bed and spray and pray as they say.
0: That is kind of a nice therapeutic, like 20 minutes. That's if they go to bed. Yeah. If the kids go to bed, (laughs) that's a great point. if If the kids go to bed, just go and fertilize for a little bit, go do something. Sometimes I just walk around my lawn with an empty backpack sprayer. (laughs) So.
1: <laughs> you know now i do want to say i think i skipped over this part like heavy applications of nitrogen is not only just like not good for dry dormant grass but mm-hmm. uh, like lots of nitrogen can actually increase your risk of fungus early spring mm-hmm. and summer too once the humidity kicks in so just good a good point that's another reason why not to go heavy
0: it's a good point and we touched on kind of that environmental like what what you know what the proper environment is for like a fungus to you know, get, get going and get legs and that kind of thing. And obviously moisture and water is a big part of that. So watering in the summer, I think is like something that it's one of the avenues that like, you kind of have a fork in the road. Once you get to like these drought periods, it's like, you kind of have to decide in a cool season grass, where, like what way you're going to go. You're either going to like let your lawn go dormant. Cause that's the natural thing that the grass wants to do when it gets really, really stressed out. quote quote unquote talking about crispy grass that's what your grass is trying to do is trying to play defense or we can continue to water it and keep it thriving and green and all of those things there's not a right or wrong answer it just depends on like how much you're dedicated to go and doing that so if you are going to take the route and go dormant like just let your lawn go dormant that is an option it's not going to kill your grass that's okay but you still need to water your lawn every you know you still you can't just not water it all summer it will die if you if you do that but if you water it enough a couple times you know every week or so or excuse me every other week you gotta at least get it moist a little bit and keep it going if you go the other side right um there there's a couple things to consider right the the hot summer months are going to be more susceptible to things like Andrew just said fungus disease all of those things the best time to water your lawn. in the early mornings. Um, we're talking like before eight, before 9am, um, before sunrise type of thing. Um, you can do short waterings in the afternoon, generally a couple minutes just to like quote unquote, cool the turf down on those super hot days. Um, really when the, when the lawn needs water, it needs water, right? I think I'm, I'm under that belief. Um, if you need to water your lawn, you need to water your lawn. There are more smart ways to do that. Generally speaking in um in, in cool in, in cool season lawn territory, different turf different cultivars need different amounts of water. For example, Kentucky bluegrass is going to need more water than like a fine fescue. Um, but one to one and a half inches of water per week generally, including any rainfall, um, is ideal to get on your turf to keep it on that right side, to keep it on that. Uh, that green side to keep it looking good aesthetic and those types of things. Um, You just kind of have to judge that by your lawn, uh, by how your lawn looks. Excuse me, if it's getting dry, you may need to increase that. Uh, You can calibrate your sprinkler system and irrigation that obviously is highly dependent on what your setup is. Um, But you can get timers, you can get sprinklers that allow you to do those, you know, early morning waterings. Um, So you can kind of just relax and not really think about it. Rachio is a good example of that. They've got the smart water controller. They've got the smart hose timer. Um, there's uh, millions of examples, but they're they're really popular in the DIY space. And then if you don't need to, if you really want to figure out how much water you need to physically go and do, we've got a blog on our website to go and look at, you know, exactly how to calculate that, exactly how to look and see how much, you know, water your irrigation current irrigation system is outputting in comparison to what your turf grass actually needs right and that's that's going and not even looking at turf grass specific cultivars what type of grass you have or anything like that that's just very general and generally speaking as that can get pretty complicated pretty quick but um vince in the summertime there's 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 watering but there's also some things that can help out with those let's talk about you know, some of those things.
2: Yeah. So I'm sure you guys probably heard of stuff called like hydrotain. Hydrotain super popular in the DIY market. You know, it, they basically claim to say like you can reduce your watering up to 50%. But what the heck is that? And we're not going to get into the nitty gritty of it. But I just recently read an article um, from the US um, USGA and it talked about wedding agents and some of the marketing stuff like that. So wedding agents are grouped into two different categories. You can either have retainers of moisture or penetrants of, uh, uh, moisture. And they're more or less more so just marketing terms. Um, but they are helpful in drought conditions. Um, so penetrants, they get moisture into the ground retainers. They create kind of like a barrier, um, and hold the moisture in the root zone, and you can have the same thing in one product. Um, but they, again, they can be labeled as something different because there's not many regulations on the labeling. The point of this is, is that when you're using a, a wetting agent and you te- technically want to use it before the drought conditions start, uh, start using a wetting agent. It's, it's going to help improve during drought times. Um, and with, proper cultural practices like proper watering. Um, I know there's some studies about organic matter um, that's getting into it a little bit too deep for this episode, but um, cultural practices like good, proper watering, timing your wetting agent at the right time, you're going to see a a benefit of that and have, you know, hopefully a greener lawn, longer through drought um, scenarios. So again, Hydrotame, they make a good product. I'm sure you guys used it too. Lawn supply. They have a wedding agent, um, site one, they have a bunch of different wedding agents and they're going to be labeled for all different things. So again, um, you know, just follow what the label reads. If you have questions, let us know, but they are another, um, product that you can put in your arsenal to help you through those droughts. Have you guys ever
1: tried baby shampoo?
2: No,
0: I haven't. I've. Seen people do it. I don't yeah. know if it works or not, or never used
2: it either. But
1: I've used
2: Dawn soap, but that was for bugs. Oh, that was just a test to see if you yeah. had grubs or whatever.
1: A little different, yeah. right? I a mean, little different, kind of same thing. <laughs> kind of different, not same. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah one I one think from
1: th- go, go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, I was gonna say one more thing about mowing. I'm not sure if we talked about it, but the increasing the height of your cut in the summertime. Um, unless you're like a real mower, like you guys are doing in your front lawns, but, uh, uh maybe even then it's beneficial, but like for me, I, I normally mow at like two and a half to three inches. And with the drought like conditions we've had, I've been mowing at three and a quarter, three and a half. And as much as I don't like to keep it that long, man, it sure keeps the moisture better down, you know, in the soil for longer and it sure does help. So...
0: Yeah, there's a and, and the list can go on and on, right? In terms of like how to get through summer correctly. And I think I think the big part to this too is is understanding that every lawn's going to be different. Mm-hmm. So if you do everything that we just said that's not going to guarantee you success by any stretch of the imagination, but knowing your lawn, knowing your localized environment and understanding that you know, and I think from from like the trends too, when when we get into droughts and stuff like that that we're that we're currently in, um, it, it all goes back to uh, you know, Vince is a, a huge advocate of like the cultural practices, right. You know, and, and, and keeping up with, with all of like, we all are, but like going in, going in and, and making sure that those are right. Um, and making sure that we can get those, uh, you know, hammered down. The other part of that is understanding what you actually plant in your yard, right. There are more drought, like there are every single year and every single other year, there's more and more drought-tolerant grass types that are coming out onto the market that you can introduce or completely replace for your yard um, that will help you out entirely. Um, which, which we'll get into. It's probably another episode by itself. But if you have any questions on those, by all means, uh, reach out to any of us. So we can point you in the right direction um, and, and and get you you know kind of pre- prepared for like a fall overseed. Um, you, you know, kind of just making sure you got the right thing going on in in your own yard so um with that you guys we'll we'll cap it at that uh, nice short and sweet easy lawn tips for the summer uh sweating through the heat getting through the heat uh and and coming out on the other side so you might need another t-shirt if they sweat through that yeah. what about a discount chris They they might need another t-shirt. I think you guys need about three or four t-shirts because you do sweat through those pretty easily, especially if you guys are mowing and you guys are watering, you're fertilizing and doing all of those fun stuff. So we have
1: weight too. So get a size smaller as well.
0: Yeah. Just in case, just in case, just in case. But we have a lot of of breathable, comfortable t-shirts on our lawnfeed.com. If you use promo code Brad 15, B-R-A-D. One five. You will receive 15% off of your entire order on the Lawn Feed merch site, where you can get pretty much anything in style, Lawn Dad t-shirt, It's mow Time, Saturday Mo Club, etc. Looking fly, looking good, nice and cool in your lawn. With that, you guys, this is uh, concluding another episode of the Lawn Feed podcast. I am Ope with Andrew at Dad Bod Lawn, Vince with Rooted Lawn Co. Until next time, bye bye See ya.